0: And don't forget that you're never too far gone from where God wants to take you. You are loved, you are seen, and he wants to desperately know everything about you. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into this. So spring is a time for planting and activity. It is a time to get your hands dirty. So when we're in winter, we're like sitting over here. We're like, I'm just going to sit with my core group and talk about what's in my heart. And I'm going to just work out things. I'm going to just worship before God, my heart. And it's good. It's all good. I'm journaling, journaling. And then God shifts the season. And you go and God's like, hey. And we're like, oh, I just want to go over here. And God's like, put your work boots on. And you're like, well, I took my shoes off and I've been been standing on holy ground. He's like, that's great. It's time though. The season, the weather has shifted, go get your work boots on, we're gonna plow this field, and we're gonna plant what we need to plant because we're gonna have a harvest. And this, let me tell you, springtime, some of us go, I'm working so hard in winter. No, you're not. Spring is a season when you start BSSM and they're like, hey, here's 18,000 books and here's your jobs and make sure you're here on time. You're like, I thought my job to get here was hard. This is not hard. Now it's spring, so plant what you need to plant. Let's go. Come on, let's dig that ground up. Let's dig your heart. Let's dig your your head. Let's let's get it all out and get you ready. And you're like, I feel like this is more work than it was. Yeah, it is. But get your work boots on. It's time. It's time to intentionally put the word in your soil of your life. You'll need to be strategic and intentional. It's time to get busy. Um, If you continue to stay hibernated, Like your last season, you will miss opportunity for substantial growth and growth that can happen in a very short period of time. I see this a lot of people. They they miss this season. They get attached to this dark, moody season. And then when it's time to work, they don't know what to do. And they have to actually come out. And this is important. It's time to plant the word. Because what happens is all of a sudden somebody will say something and you'll go, I never saw it like that and they'll preach something you'll go I've never had hope I remember uh, Eric did a message um on faith and it was like I don't even remember exactly the phrase but I remember having gone through winter coming to Bethel and he starts preaching this and it was like a, a message I hadn't seen him preach before he was just passionate and all of us were like what got into Eric like this is incredible and and I remember thinking I would not have been able to hear this in the last season but this season I'm like preach that preach that to me I, I'm getting what you're saying it's totally different so spring is a time for work and to carry out the effort that was and the instructions that were given in winter have you written down instructions that god's giving you right now in your winter because he's going to ask you to walk it out next season yeah, come on. so spring is a time for plowing and new growth don't expect it to be easy easy even if the sun is beginning to shine it will take a methodical and patient plan to prepare for summer see it's not time to go to the beach in summer like honey the sun's out let's go no no god's like no 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 you you only have a short period of time to get this in it's like your kids when you're raising your kids we go okay i'm gonna raise my kids and give them everything they need sweetheart five, the first five years are the greatest development you can, you're you're reading to them you're singing to them you're you're looking at them they're learning your voice they're learning about care and connection and, and these are the issues that kids have when they don't get that their development gets gets stagnant and hurt all the way through their lives and so there's a short period of time where we have to it's like it's interesting even the Jewish culture they would have the marriage you know people that get married they would spend the first year not doing anything but getting to know each other that's a lot of knowing each other <laughs> in a biblical sense. But, <laughs> but I think it's, it's interesting that they understood that spring was a season of guarding growth. It was a season where you can never get it back and you've got to be able to guard what God's doing in your life. So spring is a time for plowing new ground and you better get ready because it's coming. Then we jump into summer. And summer is a season for nurturing growth. So we go from waiting well, to guarding the growth, knowing how to plow, getting ready, getting a divine direction, leading where we need to go. Hey, we're gonna make it, the the sun is now shining. I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be an endless winter for me. Now I'm growing and now it's time to nurture that growth. It's not time to harvest quite yet, which I think is interesting. That must be so annoying for everybody. It's like, okay, we've, we've been through winter, we've planted the seeds, now we're just watering and watering and watering and watering and weeding and watering and weeding and watering. And you can't eat any of it. You can't eat any of it until the next season. So this is so fascinating to me when I look at this. So what happens in summer? I love what Scott Fitzgerald said, um, which is, this is not out of the Bible, just so you know. It says, and so with the sunshine and the great bursts of leaves growing on the trees, just as things grow in fast movies, I had that familiar conviction that life was beginning all over again with summer. Summer is a season of fulfillment. All the things that have been done in secret are now clear for everyone to see. It's a moment in time where we're able to benefit from all the hard work we demonstrated. Summer is a time when we get to enjoy the reward of our labor. Distractions can cause us to overlook or neglect the things that are necessary even in a season of fulfillment. I think about this in my own life. You know, there was a season uh, many years ago where I was on staff at a church and um, and my husband was on staff and the Lord told me, I want you to go off staff and I want you to begin to write Bible studies for women. And I was not if you know me, I am not an intellectual. I I don't I'm not much into all of that. But the Lord began to really say, "I, I want you to do this. And I remember telling Ben, God told me to quit my job. I think we're supposed to to stay home with our two boys and write these Bible studies. And he said yes to that, which I was really grateful. But what that meant was that we had to immediately move out of our large home. We had to sell one of our cars. We moved in with a friend that had a larger house. We moved into two bedrooms, two babies, and Ben and I in the other room. The week we move in, I find out I'm pregnant. So that was fun and so all of this is happening and i'm like god this is crazy like because you asked me to i've got to get rid of all of this and what i didn't know was that god was preparing me to write studies that i even write to this day and we reach thousands of people around the world but for me it was a season of having to guard what God was telling me to do and build it and do it day after day. And when I write with, little, with my littles, I would get up from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. every morning. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. i go to bed at 8. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. methodically. And am I, I am not that person, like, at all. Like, Ben and I, when we first got married, Ben had to teach me to clean my room. Like, this was my <laughs> life. He still does a little. But anyway... So how you begin to guard that growth and realize the harvest is coming. And usually in the summer is when people want to be around you. <laughs> They're like, hey, look at you. You look abundant. Let's be friends. And you realize <laughs> that you're like, I, I was, I've been here. They're like, really? You've been here? And this is when guys get wives. Like this is when <laughs> all of a sudden it's like the veil has been unveil. It's like, wow, I didn't even know because often when people start seeing the fruit of our lives, they start wanting to be around us. And if we have the right fruit, they're like, yeah, I'll take some of that. I want to be around you. So summer is a time for watering and be careful because distractions will come in summer because summer is like, woo, anything I'm doing, I'm seeing the growth. And you know, this is, this is critical. Summer is when we often get on autopilot. We get an autopilot in our spiritual lives, in our marriages, in our finances, in our physical health. We get in an autopilot mode, and we realize that we end up sometimes being the messenger that runs without the message. We don't have that ever-present leading. We don't have that word of God even in the middle of growth and abundance, and we miss that moment. So then we begin to learn that summer is about watering and being diligent and growing that. Summer is a time for weeding the freshly planted crop. We need to be alert. Not everything that is green is healthy. That's really good. I'm going to say that again. Not everything that is green is healthy. It's important to survey the soil of your heart each day and put, pulling the things out that have potential to harm your harvest. So just because you're in a season of abundance, your kids are, they are made out of the house and they're alive. Like you're in a job where you're making, you know, you have a career. Just because you have a ministry, just because you have a a young family, or just because that doesn't mean that you are not subject to weeds coming in to try to steal the harvest that you have worked for for years. Part of the sobriety of us being healthy men and women is understanding that it doesn't matter where you are or what you have or who knows you or how much influence or how much income or whatever, you still have a potential for your harvest to be robbed from you. That's that's sobering to me. I think about these great men of God that were reaching thousands, if not millions of people every day on the television and lo- and just Miracles and people coming from all over, and their moral failure in one moment took everything. The Bible says a good reputation is better than wealth, right? And so I think about that moment that it doesn't matter what you have, if you don't identify the weeds and realize the potential, the threat, the mindsets, the heartsets, right? the relationship things, the things that can hurt us, we've got to be aware and guard because the harvest is not here yet and we need to be aware. So lastly is this, fall. Fall is a time for harvest. Fall is a good time. I mean, fall is like, it's the thing that we think our Christian life should be, (laughs) like all the time. Um, So Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Faith is when we don't give up. Faith is when we say there's going to be a harvest. And fall is a season of promise. In fact, if we don't grow weary in well-doing, we are set to reap a harvest. This is critical for many of you that are in winter, spring, or summer. You need to hear this, and here's some truths about fall. Fall is a time where the physical evidence of our hard work during previous seasons materialize. So this is a time when we realize, and this is, again, I want to remind us, I love this thought, whatever benefit, blessing, prosperity, help that we are are experiencing right now has absolutely nothing to do with what you did today has everything to to do with what you did yesterday and you've got to understand that if you don't actually have some seeds today you will not have a harvest tomorrow and so many of us it's like the person who wins the lottery they have the lottery but they have no ability to sustain it because they don't have the core values and the health and the ability to go okay this is how i'm going to help it to grow even in ministry i think about this in my own life i have messages that i'm preaching today that i got a year ago or five years ago or ten years ago in my heart but if i'm not in the word today and have an active relationship with god then i won't have messages and books and life stuff revelations for tomorrow And my harvest will get stale and stagnant, and people will go, Didn't you service this like last week? How long has this been in the fridge? This feels like it's been in the fridge a long time. Did you make anything fresh, anything new? So it's critical that we understand how to have harvest in our lives. So I love this. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you planted. Fall is a time for Thanksgiving. We need to have a season of celebration and the, the, the celebrate the fact that we made it. This is really hard for workers. This is really hard. In fact, I think it was, uh, I don't know, some business book I was reading. They said, this is the issue with people that are very successful, is that the um, the lack of restraints that they had to get themselves there right I'm I don't it doesn't matter how many hours doesn't matter what I have to do doesn't matter I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm all the obstacles I'm gonna jump over each one I'm gonna get there the moment when they reach success or a place of rest they don't have those markers they actually have learned to ignore those markers to keep going and so in the moment where they get to a place of success or a place of abundance because they don't have those internal every time they feel fear every time they feel wait every time they feel stop every time they feel rest they've ignored those to get to where they need to go they miss it and they burn out it's like the go-go-go they don't know how to hear the stop because they've ignored the stops all the way along does that make sense so it's critical that we understand that many of us are at a place where God goes okay now it's time to enjoy and celebrate I remember when Ben and I you know when we ministered as a young woman we would get in the car and I would always say this and Ben would systematically roll his eyes I would get in the car and I would say okay babe Let's celebrate our success and ignore our losses. And he'd be like, "Why are you saying that?" And I say, "Because there's so many losses I can remember all the mistakes I made and all the things I should have said and all that. But I want to celebrate this, that success. Success, for me, is always about showing up. It's always about doing what God called me to do. It's never about what success looks like. It's always about me just being in the moment and showing up. And for many of us, we need to have the success line really healthy in our lives. So it falls a season of Thanksgiving. We need to have a season celebration and celebrate the fact that we made it. In fact, fall is a time to store up because winter is coming. So this is how I see fall in my life as we kind of close. How I see fall in my life is this. I'll have a harvest. 10% 10% of my harvest goes straight to God. I like what, what Chris says, the franchise owner of my life. He's the one that's giving me everything. He doesn't send me invoices for the oxygen that I use today. He doesn't send me invoices for the sunrise and the sunsets. He doesn't send me, you know, water bills. He, he's giving me, well, he kind of does, but he doesn't, you know, he sends me, he, he's consistently giving to us, and we're saying, God, this is the least I can give you. is, a, is just to let you know that I know my source. So you're my source here. 10%, 15%, whatever God... Want you to do. Uh clearly it's 10% biblically, but then after that the Bible says it's an offering. You can give whatever you want to give. But but we go, God, this is yours. But I say in harvest, we give God that 10% at all times. But in harvest, we're able to take some and we can give it to those that did not have enough time or the ability to, to prepare food for themselves. This is time when we can look around and say, you know what? Who's in need? Who's in real need? Whose harvest got squandered? Who had birds come into their harvest and take from them? Whose husband left them? Whose house got burned? Whose family got destroyed by sickness? Th- I want to help, the Bible says, the widow and the poor and those around us. That's what we use our harvest for. We don't, we don't give people things because, you know, they're asking. We give it because God's directing us to give it to them. And so when we find that, listen, this is critical, we give that, but then there's also a portion. We have to take what we've been given, and in every fruit, there is seed. So every piece of fruit that we have, there's seed for the next harvest. And so many of us need to take what we have and learn to invest so we have residual income, residual spiritual income that comes back to us. So we don't just give it all and God will give it. No, no, no. Mm-mm. That's not wise. Grab some of what you have. Invest it in a way that you can sustain so that our kids can sit under our oak trees. I mean, that's my dream. Like, I want my kids to be like, oh, I think Grandma Havilah planted this tree and we're sitting under this. I think of it as spiritual trust fund babies where we plant something and somebody else lives off of what we planted many, many years to come and we aren't there anymore. I have friends that are trust fund babies. I wished I was. I guess you can't pray for that. But where they get it lump sum every year because somebody back in their life decided to put something away that would sustain the next generation. And that's what I think about in our fall seasons. It's not a time to eat your harvest. It's not a time to eat your seed. It's a time to save your seed. Well, I hope that really blessed your life. I hope that everything God was trying to get to you, you grabbed a hold of. Again, don't forget to give me a shout out on the socials. I'm there almost every day. And if this podcast really spoke to you, would you consider leaving a review so others can find this podcast and as well as some stars? I hope you have a great day, and I'll catch you next time.